hey there. So I've never in my life said hey there. Why would I say that? Who am I even talking to? Okay, I really need to figure out how to put music on here. In all seriousness, this is a special Valentine's Day episode. And honestly, I don't really care about the day. Like it doesn't really, I'm not even trying to be contrarian or bitter. It's just like whatever to me. But I think it would be fun just to talk about like some dating L's that I've had, which have honestly, there's like a lot of them and whatever else I feel like talking about, honestly. The last thing I wanted to do for this podcast was talk about dating or love or sex or anything like that. So this is definitely a special edition, rare gold NFTS fucking podcast episode. It's such a boring topic to me just because it's so overdone. I mean, we've literally heard it all. It's all been said and it's all been done. We've heard it. We know. I would definitely say I've had some uniquely bad experiences though, but that's literally what your 20s are for and also your 30s and probably for the rest of your life, actually. I wasted so much of my 20s, literally actually my entire 20s on the worst guys. Imagine my shock when I finally turned 30 and I realized that there's men who are actually nice to you. Obviously, this stuff is just learning experiences. It just really helps you narrow down what you're looking for and what you're not looking for in somebody. I'm literally so easy. Just be nice to me. I've honestly gone to extremes for dick. Like, I've literally almost died. First of all, I'm not a slut or a hoe. And if I was, you know what? That's, you need to relax. Wait a minute. I just remembered something so psycho, but I will add it in later. I was leaving a guy's house one night and I decided to just take the Uber because I had work early the next morning and honestly like I hadn't even planned on going over there in the first place that evening so like I didn't even have anything on me so I was like fuck it I gotta go home and do my thing. This was in San Francisco and at the time the building I lived in was a little bit older and there was a fire escape and I mean you can see where this is going. Right as my Uber pulls up to my building I get a text. And I definitely left my fucking keys at his place. He offers to Uber them to me or, you know, I honestly could have even Ubered back to his place. But, you know, I don't know why I didn't. Okay, wait, I also think it's really important I disclose I was really drunk. I honestly thought, no, I'll be fine. So my building at the time had this door. It was just a regular door, but it was kind of glass and it had a key. And yeah, you basically just needed a key to get in. It was a regular door, (laughs) but obviously the dilemma was that I couldn't fucking open it because it was locked and I didn't have the key. How the fuck did I think I was going to get in? I'll tell you how. I really tried to kick that shit down like a cop. I was trying everything to get that door open. I was trying to get anyone's attention, but there was just nobody around. Damn you, door. After what felt like fucking years... Somebody finally comes up and opens the door because they live in my building. Thank you, Jesus. But now I face the dilemma of getting inside my apartment. Now wait, I want to disclose as well at this point, I have a roommate. So I finally reach my floor and of course I'm like, okay, how am I going to get in there? I'm drunk. I'm tired. It's three in the morning. I have to be up for work in like three hours and I'm just like, this is a disaster. And then I'm like, okay. I look straight ahead and I see the big wide open window that leads to our fire escape towards the end of the hall where our apartment is. 
the fire escape is super close to our kitchen window and we usually left it unlocked. So I was crossing my fingers that it was still unlocked and I could somehow like literally get from the fire escape into the window and crawl through. I had to stretch so far just to reach the window. It was literally at my fingertips and our kitchen window was so heavy. It was so hard to lift it. I could barely get it moved. I just kept inching closer and closer to try to get some good leverage and get the window up so I can just really climb through. And I was seriously dangling off that fire escape. We're like on the fourth floor, by the way. I finally get it open enough to where I can crawl through. And as I'm going through my kitchen, my roommate literally turns the light on and walks through and fucking screams her bloody head off. Like, actually, we literally both screamed. Also, I was using... <laughs> I was using bloody in the bloody murder way, not the fucking bloody British way. This bitch was home the entire time. Like, why didn't I knock? Why didn't I call her? That post-nut clarity hadn't hit yet. Why is my life a real life I love Lucy episode? Okay, so earlier I had mentioned that I remembered a really crazy story and I would add it in later. And this is a different day now. And I honestly don't even remember like what made me think of it or why I'm even telling it because it honestly has nothing to do with like love or dating or anything like that other than like I was in a relationship at the time so I mean I was high so who knows why I brought it up but I'm gonna tell you guys because it's really fucking crazy years ago I used to have a Twitter account with like thousands of followers and I don't even know how it happened but like I somehow like grew my account to have like this really devoted following of people like it was honestly like pretty fucking cool there is this really cute girl from the Bay that used to interact with me a lot. And like, I don't even want to say anything like identifying about her just because like, I know she would never even like listen to this, but like I have such a guilty conscience because like, I just really do not want to wake up that monster. We hung out and met a few times and turns out, you know, she was normal and cool. So we like hit it off and we become friends. At the time, I lived in a trap house in San Francisco. I mean, my apartment was cool, but honestly, there were things going on where I just like started to feel a little bit uncomfortable. And I was like, okay, I think it's time for me to go. She lives like super deep in the North Bay. And anyway, I'm like venting to her about this. Spoiler alert, I move in with this bitch. I was so dead set on getting out of my situation and I'm literally one of those people where like when I am dead set on something, I fucking follow through. I was willing to make the one hour 4am bus commute into the city every morning for work and back just because I just, I had to, I was willing to. My boyfriend at the time lived in the city too, so I knew I'd spend a lot of time there, but he had roommates and we got along and everything, but I was also really respectful of like not trying to overstay my welcome. And also I just really needed my own space. At the time, all of this felt worth it to me. It honestly started out really good, but then she kind of turned into a control freak. I mean, not even kind of, like she went full psycho. She really wanted to spend so much time with me. And like I did, we hung out whenever I was home or like free, but I mean, she really, really wanted me to spend more time with her and like at home and going out with her and her friends. It wasn't anything romantic either. Like she had a boyfriend, like she just was really controlling of all of her friends because I met some of her other friends and they all kind of like said the same thing, but weird, like, I don't know. Everyone was just scared of her for some reason. Sometimes I'd come home late, like I'd go to happy hour after work or I'd go to dinner with my boyfriend or sometimes I'd stay at his house and like she honestly like just 
did not like that for whatever reason. She actually had a couple of talks with me about it. Like, she was really serious about, like, me making time for her. So, I mean, I guess I just kind of agreed to it because I just didn't want any drama. I guess I'm kind of an agreeable person. So I was like, okay, whatever. Like, hopefully she'll just get sick of me. Now that I've given a little bit of context, I'm going to get to the psycho part. One night, she's like, hey, let's hang out tomorrow. Like, whatever. Like, whenever you get off work, let's do something. I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, let's do something. We didn't have any hard set plans. It was really one of those conversations that was just kind of said in passing. But like, yeah, like, I mean, I was down to hang, obviously. So it's a Friday. I get off work. My boyfriend wants to hang out. I'm like, okay, cool. I honestly just kind of, I mean, this is obviously my bad, but I kind of forgot or whatever to like let her know. I mean, I don't know. She's not my mom. I just, whatever. I just didn't fucking tell her. So she ends up texting me like really upset. And I'm like, okay, like, honestly, yeah, this is my bad. I'm really sorry. Like, let's hang out tomorrow. Like, let's do something. Like, I'm off. Like, we, like I have all day. Like, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, okay, yeah, let's meet. Like, first thing in the morning. Like, what time do you think you'll be there or be here? Being the agreeable peacemaker that I am, I'm just like, yeah, sure. I'll be there first thing in the morning. I'll wake up early for you. Whatever. So I'm, like, telling her I'll be there at, like, 7, 8 in the morning. What a dumbass, honestly. Meanwhile, my boyfriend's getting frustrated with me, kind of like, you know, like, who the fuck is this bitch? So we got wasted, and obviously I did not wake up, and I was not there at 7 or 8 in the morning. So obviously we're, like, hungover, and we wake up late, and then my boyfriend's like, okay, do you want to get brunch? And I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. So we get to the restaurant, and I order a watermelon mimosa, and my dumbass posted on Twitter. I am not joking. She immediately text me just fucking going off I mean she ripped me several new assholes I literally felt sick like I was so over it like I was shaking I was like oh my god this is like obviously I did not want this to happen and also why is she acting like this this is so extreme I was like I just have to get home like I literally like I can't even like be here like I'm sick now and I literally need to get back to the house. I should also disclose that my boyfriend did not have a car. (laughs) It was the weekend and the bus would take forever and honestly the schedule was so infrequent. I was like fuck how the hell am I going to get up there without taking like um like a $400 Uber. I'm exaggerating obviously but it honestly would have been so fucking expensive. The only person I really knew with a car was my best friend's sugar daddy and I literally had to call her and fucking beg for them to come get me. Thank God her sugar daddy would literally do anything for her. So, I mean, she really fucking came through for me. I had just paid rent too. So I was like kind of scared, but also I'm like, I just paid rent. There's no way like this can be that bad of a situation. But my... Friend's sugar daddy happened to be a lawyer too, so he obviously drove us like for good measure. As soon as we pull up to the house, literally all of my shit is in the driveway. Oh, and to remind you all how fucking stupid I am, I totally moved in without any sort of actual leasing agreement. This was literally just like a total verbal situation. <laughs> why did I? Why did I sound like that? I get high and turn into Sean Connery now. Okay, where was I? So my friends start helping me put my shit in the car. And then I try to go in the house and like at least talk to her. And so I try calling her, texting her. I mean, I texted her on the way out there to let her know I was on my way. Just like no response, which is honestly like even more terrifying. 
but she didn't even like come to the door. She didn't let me in. And yeah. So I obviously have my key still. And so I go inside and she's like, get the fuck out of here. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, I just want to make sure I have all of my stuff. And she's like, all of your stuff is out there. And I'm just like, okay, I can't honestly verify that. And like, I find out later that actually my shit was not all there. And so it just really was fucked up. I mean, we didn't fight or anything. Like, I'm just, I could easily beat her ass for the record. But, like, I'm not trying to get in trouble over this. Like, this is not worth fighting for. Like, this is, like, I wouldn't stay here if you fucking paid me. Like, honestly, like, keep the fucking money that I just paid you. Like, I don't even care. Like, this is honestly worse than the fucking trap house. She ended up keeping some vintage designer purses that my grandma had given me. And honestly, like, that was probably, like, the most hurtful thing out of this entire situation. Because, like, I'll never get those back. And those were really, like, you know, those had a lot of sentimental value to me. The reason I even left the trap house is because my room, one of my roommates, I should say, like, I caught him, like, going into my room when I wasn't home, and he would just, like, pick the lock and go in there, and it was really fucking creepy, obviously, so I reached back out to my other roommate who owned the apartment that I had lived in, and so he was just like, yeah, you can totally come back, you're always welcome here, and I was totally, like, honest with him about, like, our other roommate. I didn't want to be rude before because it was one of his friends. But then he told me, like, yeah, like, it wasn't really working out. And he actually moved out. So it would have just been me and my other roommate. And it was. So I was, like, perfect, honestly. It kind of worked out. So I went back and everything was good. If there's one thing about me that's been consistent my entire life, it's that I hate feeling smothered or, like, I'm suffocated. I just can't think of two more incompatible people than me and that girl. Actually, now that I've told that story, it wasn't even that crazy. I was actually debating telling my one night stand story. For the record, this is my first and last and only like true one night stand with a genuine stranger. Years ago, my friends started this app before like podcasts became like super mainstream and you could pretty much record podcasts and everything and they were trying to get it off the ground and I was one of the people who like recorded on there heavily. So like I've already told this story. So I've already gotten over the hurdle of like this is probably like the most embarrassing thing and it's definitely an overshare. Luckily nobody listens to this, so whatever. Hold on to your butts. I was working at the strip club at the time and it was my day off. And like, I honestly like never went out because I was always working. And so I was just like, whatever, like I'm going to go out this time. One of my girlfriends from back home had moved to the city and she was like, let's hang out. Let's party. And I'm like, yeah, do you want to go to the strip club? I love going to the strip club, especially the one where like I knew all the girls. I knew everybody who worked there. So it was always a fun time. And, you know, obviously they hooked me up. I would literally take all of my dates to the club. I didn't want to go to my club because I'm always there. And honestly, I'm not really supposed to be there when I'm off. So I was like, okay, let's just go to like another one. So we went to the other one that was like really big and just as nice. I got us in and I got us a table in the VIP and it was really busy that night. I mean, every table was taken and there was so many hot guys. Typically at the club, a dancer is not going to sit with you unless she knows she's going to get money or she knows you have money and she can get it out of you. They're not going to waste their time with somebody who does not throw money. I'm honestly having fun. We're having a girls night. We're getting hooked up with drinks. We're getting so fucking wasted. And all of my girls keep coming up and sitting like in between dances and just hanging out and having fun with us. I know I said I didn't go to my club, but this was actually one of the sister clubs. And I did fill in here sometimes when the other house mom just needed days off or couldn't make it. 
So it was just one of those things, too, where a lot of the girls, it was really common for them to dance at all the clubs. So if they weren't working at my club one night, they were definitely somewhere working at another club. I just wanted to add that. So we find out that the guys at the table next to us are semi-professional hockey players. Why they're there, I don't even know. Maybe there was a game. I do not remember because at that point, I was fucking blocked out. I also think I should mention that, like, I'm not a prude by any means, but I have never and I will never still to this day, like, fuck on the first night or the first day. I just, it's just not my thing. I don't do that. But when I tell you that this is so out of character for me. So a couple of guys from the hockey team come over and they sit with us and they hang out and we honestly, like, have so much fun. These guys are so fucking hot. One of them starts talking to me and he's like, so who are you? Like, why are they like, why are these girls coming up and like sitting with you? So I tell him I'm like a house mom at the other club. And basically we just like get to talking and like getting to know each other. And honestly, from there, it was like, who fucking knows what happened? Actually, I do know what happened. I got blacked out drunk and I don't even know why they kept serving me. I mean, I do. It's because they were my friends. But seriously, like it was one of those the lights are on, but no one is home situations. Also, I can handle myself really well. And I think people just like don't even notice until it's like too late. We're having a lot of fun. Me and hockey guy are hitting it off. And like when I tell you, I was like basically jacking him off underneath the table. Normal. Hockey guy's like, okay, we need to go somewhere. And he happened to be staying across the street at this really nice hotel with his entire hockey team. And he's just like, let's go. So even though I was like super drunk, I mean, when I'm really drunk, I feel like I still know what's going on in that moment. And I, I mean, I'm at least aware, even though I'm not aware. I don't know. It's weird, but I wasn't getting any bad vibes from him. And I just was like, okay, this guy's not going to murder me. But that's probably what every woman who's been murdered thinks about the guy that they're going to be with before they murder them. Anyway, so we go back to the hotel room and yeah, we do the damn thing. I really let my freak flag fly because... I did not even know this guy's name. And if he told me it, I did not remember it. And to this day, I do not know who he is. I knew I was never going to see him again. So I really just didn't care. After that, he walks me back to the club. And then he's like, I'm just going to go back and like go to bed, basically. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, probably going to do the same because it was already late at that point. The club was about to close. And I was just like ready to go home and shower and go to sleep. So I go into the club and I'm like looking for my friend that I went there with and like she's not there. And I'm just like, okay, she must have left, you know, whatever. I'll just call her. So at that point, I realize I don't have my phone. I immediately go into panic mode. Obviously, I'm still wasted. I couldn't call an Uber either. I was freaking out. I didn't know what to do. I made sure that, you know, it wasn't turned into lost and found at the club or anything like that. Like, I mean, it was just gone. And then I'm like, well, maybe I left it at this guy's hotel room. The problem with that was I didn't know his name. I don't even remember what floor at this point we were on, his room number, anything. Like, it was all just a blur. And I'm like, fuck, I don't know what to do. I always had cash on me, so I just grabbed a cab and then I took it to my club because I knew that in my office I had my iPad in there and I could just do find my iPhone. First of all, that was so fucking stupid of me to even go to the club like that wasted too. Luckily, they loved me and I just snuck into my office without my GM even knowing that I was there and I got my iPad. I was so drunk that literally concentrating as hard as I could, I could not type my password for the life of me 
that I kept locking myself out that it just got to the point where my iPad just completely locked for like an hour and said, see ya. I just started crying because I was like, this is a disaster. I just want my phone. Like, obviously, my girls were like super supportive and they're like, if you need a ride, like, let us know. Like, we'll find your phone. Like, don't worry. I had come to terms at that point that my phone was gone and I was going to have to go down to the store the next day and literally buy a new one, like, outright. I was just so pissed. I was completely gutted. How could I be this irresponsible? The next morning, I woke up and I was like, I'm going straight down to AT&T and getting a new phone. So I get a cab to the store, but on the way, I just for some reason am like, you know what? Can we stop at this hotel? I just want to run in. So we do. We, we go to the fucking hotel. I knew this would be a long shot. I'm like, there's no way that like, even if I did leave my phone in this guy's room, like why would he like not keep it? I had like 200 strippers in my phone. I mean, at that point, it was dead anyway, because I had obviously tried calling it a million times. So I go up to front desk and I literally ask them, did anyone return a white iPhone to, the, to this hotel? He's like, let me go check for you. And will you believe it? I mean, you already know what's going to happen. He had my fucking phone. He came out with my fucking phone. I was like jaw on the fucking floor what a gentleman I mean I guess I would have done the same thing but I don't know I just assume the worst in people and I'm just like come on like what guy would actually return it what person would return it but I mean just means I have a good judge of character I guess anyway all's well that ends well I want to make sure that it's very clear that I do not just sit here and like say all of this in one long conversation. Like I'm literally recording this over like days. So I promise I do not talk this much. I am not this crazy. I have a really short attention span. When I was in my early twenties, I had this weird fetish for like public handjobs. This one's honestly pretty embarrassing too. I had just started a job and I'm not even kidding my second day like one of my coworkers that I thought was so hot and sat next to me I was like let's grab some drinks after work we went to this bar that was seriously like half a block from our work and we just got drunk I literally just grabbed his dick and started jerking him off honestly groping is probably a better word I think part of the appeal to me is obviously, like, the fear of getting caught, but, like, honestly reaching a point where you just kind of don't give a fuck. Until you do get caught and you're like, oh, this is actually really embarrassing and disgusting and shameful. This older lady across the bar obviously knew what was going on and she literally just pointed at us and yelled across the bar like, she's jerking him off. Bitch, shut the fuck up. Are you for real? Imagine the shame having to fucking sit there and wait to close out your tab. Honestly, we were lucky that we didn't get kicked out. Despite all of this, work the next day was fine. We actually became really good friends. And um, yeah, we're still really good friends. Not like that. Honestly, all of the stuff I share today is like not even a big deal. Like I obviously have like way worse stories that are like way more serious. But like I just really didn't want to go there because I don't know. This shit's like kind of funny to me. Because, I don't know, it's like Dennis the Menace bad. It's not like ruin my life bad. 
I know I talk a lot of shit, but like, I don't think men are bad. You know, I think there's definitely like a lot of guys out there that ruin it for a lot of them, but there's actually a lot of really good ones. And I've had a, like, I've honestly had a lot of really great experiences. I know this is stuff everybody knows. It's nothing new. Okay. Bye.